everybody. Welcome to Athlete on Fire. Scott Jones here. And we got kind of a unique show. Uh, we went pretty long, about an hour and a half, which is uh, rare for, for what we do here. But it was just a perfect opportunity to take the time to get to know somebody. Uh, my buddy Matt here in Colorado. I met Matt. Um, he is a member over at a gym that I I coach at and help out with business development and marketing and we became friends pretty quick taking them we've got well actually we've gone on a couple of adventures skinning up mountains in the winter time and uh asked him about a month or two ago if he'd be interested in helping me out shooting this antelope cannon ultra um i always need extra help extra camera out there on the course and he was down for it he had never been to the desert in utah he'd never been to canyonlands arches any of that area and uh we were able to go to the backcountry of the Canyonlands, and it was an epic trip. And we set up camp, and once we set up, I just put my mic on the put my mic on the ground, and uh, we had a couple beers. Actually, we had a beer and a little whiskey, and we talked about life and got to know each other a little bit. And uh, that's what you're going to hear. I think it, was, it turned out pretty good. So um, I think you guys will relate. Would love some feedback. Do you want longer stuff from Athlete on Fire and what we're doing here, what I'm doing here? Or do you like the shorter stuff, 30, 40 minutes? I thought the longer stuff was pretty cool in this instance. So it was quiet. It was beautiful. Um, I will definitely post a few pictures from from the scene and the place that we were recording. And Matt's just an awesome guy. So he's uh, he's going to be doing some cool things in the future too. So hope you guys enjoyed it. And I will back off and let you listen now. Thanks a lot. Hello. Yeah, that should work. Good. Oh, yeah. Stupid planes, man. I know. That's the second one that's come through now. All right, Matt. This is my podcast, but I think you should set it up. Where set we it at? up. We're out in the backcountry, Canyonlands. What area is this again? Needles, right? This is Needles District, the Butler West Side. Butler West Side. Canyons, which is a... So they have a bunch of backcountry. So when I was looking it up, a bunch of backcountry sites, and this one is like a, a backcountry region. Uh-huh. And I think they let two or three parties back here, but you literally you can that's see the this only, place. That's how many permits they give out. Yeah. So, we got so one that's of why them. that lady is like, "There's no way you're gonna see anybody." Yeah. And I can't imagine. I mean, seeing somebody right now would kind of ruin it. 100%. And we can see 20 miles in every direction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you're listening to this, you can't see shit. But if oh you listen, I'd be quiet. For, let's see. Let's see if we can go like pure silence for people. There's a, a rogue raven in the back. Rogue raven, <laughs> which Scott saw <laughs> a crow earlier, <laughs> which was actually no, we were, a raven. We were bombing down the mountain, man, and uh, I couldn't look up. I just saw a black uh, bird out of the corner of my eye, and I didn't want to bust my ass. Yeah, I was like, dude, that's the biggest crow I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, uh. All right, so this is um, like first times. I love first times. That's one like one reason I do becoming ultra because I get to coach a lot of first timers yeah, and then get to interview a lot of first timers. Oh yeah. And you've never been, you've never been to Utah, much mm-hmm. less this part of the state. Nope. So first impressions, um, just from when we got into the state, the drive and then pulling up and experience to get the permit and then throwing some weight on our backs. And then, you know, there's some sketchy spots to talk about that <laughs> a little bit. I think that's kind of just, yeah. What, what, what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, well, first, let's let's just rewind a little bit and like get back to like Mount Garfield before we even left Colorado. Mm. That was that was yeah. stunning. I think there was a little bit of a sketchy climb there too for a part of it. But yeah, I think just even starting there, like 
just brought the energy for the day and that really kind of set the pace for getting out here and like the, the, the drive seemed like nothing because we were just so amped up yeah, and it was quick it was so quick and I think by the time we got out here we were just we were like little kids man like we started to get so excited I wasn't in excited the car. until we got in the park yeah like, oh my gosh yeah and so yeah we were <laughs> calling thought we were going to be late to the visitor center first of all coming into Canyonlands uh, we didn't realize they closed at like 3.30 or something like that. And so <laughs> that call, you go into the call. No, we call these late, we call these people. I couldn't tell if it was uh, a woman or young guy. It was hard to tell. Pat. But just, yeah, just a little, little SNL part of it. It was really hard to tell. But anyway, we're on the phone with them and uh, they're like, well, when do you think you'll be here? I said, we'll be there at 3.45, maybe a little earlier. And they close at 3.30. And, uh. They said, uh, well, here's the deal. If you get there, you can come up to the door. I'm not going to make any promises, but if you come up there, <laughs> somebody might be there. And I was like, uh, okay, but I'll be there at 345, so you can just wait a few minutes. Well, we can't make any promises, but, you know, if you get there by 4, and they just kept re- kept repeating it, so it got really funny. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, well, we'll come up to the door if we get there. So we're, we pulled in at like 347 or something. And uh, this girl's walking out. She said, Scott Jones, is that you? <laughs> We're in the middle of nowhere out here. And Matt's like, man, everybody does know you. And uh, she's like, I'll get somebody for you. So then um, one of the rangers, but she wasn't a backcountry ranger, was there. And she started asking me, like, really vague questions. Yeah. And I didn't know how to answer it because it was just kind of weird. She's like, so. What's your experience? What's your experience back Back, back, we're not sure if we can let you go. It's not going to be that simple. Um, what's your experience back here? And this lady is really sweet. She wasn't trying to like embarrass me or anything, but she's like, "What's your?" Experience? I said, "Well, I've been I've been out here a lot." Well, what about backcountry stuff? I was like, "Yeah, I've done, I've done some backcountry. It's been it's been a long time since I've done backcountry in this region, but I've done tons of backcountry in in you know risky areas." Well, what I'm trying to get at is <laughs> there's specific things about this. I was like, oh, oh, okay, oh, I got you. Oh, I know what I you're like, talking about. All right, cryptobiotic soil, uh, you can't sleep or step into the potholes and the water holes. Um, you're only allowed to camp in places that have obvious uh, past campers or just on rock that's not touched. Um, stay on trail, you know, all this stuff. Do you have bags for excrement? Yes, we do. Do you have bear canister? Yes, we do. We need to bring the bear canister because... There is definitely no bears out if, here. If we see a bear... <laughs> Then we're and it and it attacks us. We're supposed to die. Yeah, like it's. I agree. To paint the picture for you guys, like we're propped up. I mean, well, how many how many feet do you think that is down from here to the little river basin? Yeah, to the uh, to the white rock that we're seeing. Five six hundred feet. Yeah, five six hundred feet, and that's on both sides of us. Like we're propped up. I just, well, I mean, horses were climbing Mount Garfield, so who knows? This <laughs> is wild, though. Like, I wanted to get to the saddle that we're on. Yeah. So the way to get to this place, we had like 1.1 miles on the first trail, we had 1.5 miles on the second trail, and then we had to go 0.7-ish miles on the next trail. Well, when you're looking at like a little checkered dot on a map, um, and even on Google Earth and Google Maps, like you see rock, but it, it, it kind of looks flatter than it really is. But we're going in and out of canyons and like just really, really beautiful places and um, decent-sized packs, not the heaviest packs, but you're going straight up the mountain. We already... Got about 1,800 feet at Garfield this morning, mm-hmm. um, 1,800 feet in, in less than two miles vertical. So it's, so we had a good leg workout already. Um, good warm-up. Good warm-up. We're going in and out of this canyon. We get to about three and a half miles, and we start hiking up. And 
the spot that we're at was like on a on probably a 25 degree left to right angled pitch with rock face on the left and big drop off on the right, like legit drop off. And uh, on semi tired legs. And then knowing that Matt was definitely not feeling it, <laughs> he's definitely a little nervous on that part. We kind of scoped it out, decided we find another route to go around, did that, and then um, just finding a finding a place to camp. Like all of the water holes are perfect camping sites, but you can't get on it because it's got all that cryptobiotic um, biological soil and living yeah. organisms. So you're you're really not allowed to do it. Um, unfortunately, I'm sure people do. Yeah, which is here. sad because it's so. Te- you can see how tempting it would be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think that's their concern, like, with inexperienced people coming out here. Yeah. And just people just don't fully grasp why respect, like, they limit people's access to this because they want to keep it pristine. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that's what, like, Jeremy Jones talks about is just, like, more education around this sort of thing. Like, to, because, you know, for us to be out here and experiencing this, you were saying this as we were setting up camp, like, what percentage of people actually are going to come out here and experience this? Very small percentage. Very small. I mean, I'm, I, I've done a lot of stuff. I'm 41. This is the first time I've been to this spot. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That just goes to show. Yeah. Like, but the but, thing is, for for conservation and um, just like love of outdoors, recreation, national parks, public lands, all this stuff, you have to get people to experience these places. So when legislation goes through, they feel a connection to it and they want to protect it. Yeah. So there's this fine i'm sure there are people in the industry can speak to it better than i can but there's this fine balance where you've got to give people access you got to get them excited about it you got to get them out here working yeah and i'll explain the feeling right now in a second but um they have to experience this before they go and vote on things that are important to them and 100%. i'm not really a political person but um public lands just such a cool resource that we have mm-hmm. infrastructure I mean, those are the two things I really care about because it's the quality of life for us. Totally. But, yeah. So, yeah. So, we get up here. <laughs> uh, well, the, well kind of paint a little uh, You can see the saddle. And you can see the topo on the map that the saddle was kind of flat for what well, looks like about 80, 100 yards. Yeah. Um, but it's not as flat on, <laughs> in person as it is on the map. <laughs> so, we're trying to find a uh, camping spot. It took forever. And then, you know, after, you've, after you're in a sketchy place for camping, you go look at everything. Nothing looks good. And then you realize, like, you're going to have to lower your standard but our dumbasses put our packs down right when we got to the top <laughs> we're looking around for like a half hour and we come back and we're like oh wait our packs are in a really good spot perfect so spot. we just ended up <laughs> but uh um matt has a a very thin a very thin <laughs> sleeping pad i'd like to do a, a recap on just how your sleep goes versus my four inch yeah mattress we can touch base in the morning on that <laughs> but I, I it's think like a thick yoga mat when, I, when, I'm, when we're talking about stuff like this there's a couple things Hey, I want to go into your the heights thing. Like I don't, mm-hmm. we were saying before, I don't think you're deathly afraid, but you're deaf. You yeah. were you you were paralyzed a couple of times, which 100%. affects performance, right? Yeah. So we'll talk about that because a lot of people have have fears that affect performance. Yeah. And then the other thing is, uh, we put about nine miles in probably thirty five hundred vertical today mm-hmm. with weight on our pat on our back and bombing, and uh, by no means in my whites, but I feel like I got a really good workout. Set up camp. Get our little chair down. Matt brought some white whiskey, which I've never had before, which is very, I would definitely recommend it. Um, take in the silence and just look out at all this, all this untouched nature. Like my legs are relaxed because of the work. Yeah. My head is clear because of the work. Um, you know, the, the virus things going on in, in our culture right now. 
And why it is a concern, it's not something that I'm fearful of. Yeah. And I think just like mitigate, not mitigating, but but differentiating the the difference between concern and fear. Mm-hmm. When you when you exercise your body and mind, you're able to step back from serious things and have a better attitude about it. Yeah. And, um, so I'm really I'm a, we talk about this all the time on on the becoming thing, ultra thing. I'm addicted to physical depletion and mental clarity like yeah the, the two that go to be- together yeah you know? it's, it's even if i wasn't having a little whiskey right now like I, we literally just took two steps um <laughs> i would i would feel buzzy and clear yeah you know totally yeah and i think i think that's i mean there's a couple of things to unpack there like you were saying like <clears throat> with the virus and everything there's all there's all of this fear and like you know there like scott was mentioning there's a couple of spots that we were hiking through today and, you know, I was fearful and I think fear is real in our everyday life and just getting out here. And like you're talking about with the clarity, like you have to, you have to push yourself through things because it ultimately creates that clarity because when you have fears, it creates limitations, it creates barriers. And yeah. you, that's what was happening. Like as, as we were going, like we're looking at it right now. I, I see it I <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly where it happened. And you know, like I, I don't even have anxiety. Wait, what do you think it happened? Just really quick. This is right there. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> Not okay, so. Start at the big tall rock. Yeah. Just point to it from there. Or Can give we, me directions from there. So we went down. Nope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely did not go down. You were 200 that. yards away. Oh my god, we definitely did so not. So it's go down, down that one. See that last yeah. hole. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck was that thing? Um, <laughs> is that a bat? Yeah, it's a bat. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so go back into like what you were thinking when you were going down that thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, so Jay Shetty talks about this, and I'm so into this right now because fear is really like a. It is a subconscious, it's really kind of subconscious, right? Where we're, we're not <coughs> believing in ourselves. Like, it is it is a lack of belief like that we can't overcome the situation. And then I think, you know, like going through that, like there were so many things running through my mind. Like at first, like shit, like my shoes do not seem to be gripping. Yeah. And like you were saying, like, think about the leverage, think about the leverage, like, and just like coaching me through that moment of like, and that's where we get into our head is like, shit, like, I need to, I'm going to cower down like, because like, I don't know what else to do. And so like, it's important that you have people around you that are coaching you through those moments because it teaches you and ultimately it brings you that confidence. And I think confidence is like really what brings you clarity at the end of the day, because when you're more confident, like just going through what we went through today, like you said, like, again, going back to the average person, like, and how many percentage of people are actually going to be out here doing this is not very many. And the reason is, is like, I think there's this, there's this barrier. It's like people just put up for themselves and they're like, I'm not going to believe them what I'm capable of because this scares me and I'm not going to push through that moment. Yeah. But like there's three or four times today where I felt like that. Three, yeah. Okay. I so like, I have a couple questions on yeah, that. Yeah. So when you were, this is a good lesson. I'm not trying to get too deep. Yeah, yeah. But when you're about to go, (laughs) the reason when I go with people who haven't done, like, because you haven't done a lot of this kind of stuff right here, so. Especially this train. This train is different. Yeah. And, like, there's there's trust. Like, you, 
if I say the grass tacky, it's because I'm checking if it's tacky and like mm-hmm. the shoes I'm wearing aren't very good for this either. Um, so if my shoes are holding, then I know yours is going to be fine. Yeah. So that's number one. But number two would be when when I like take the lead on purpose, it's because I know that we're about to go on something mm-hmm. that, that's different. So when I'm taking the lead, are you are you watching me or are you just thinking about, about how 100%. you're going to You're yeah. watching? 100%. Okay. Yeah. Like you, and I think I learned that early on in life like with my dad, like – I think there's a lot, a lot of lessons that came out of him through yeah. that, like just through like observation. And I think ultimately, like ever since I was a kid, it was, it was all about observation because yeah. like most people, and I think this is also like another thing that like people are limiting themselves is by like, you know, I, I know all. And really at the end of the day, like if you open yourself up more to other people's ideas right. and you're more susceptible to learning and like saying like, Hey, like, especially like the big thing is trust, right? Like, and so if you have trust in somebody, then you want to, you want to learn from them because you know, they're more experienced at it. And so, yeah, like as you're going through those situations, like I'm watching you and like, (laughs) just looking back at that point right there, right now, like I was watching you go through that and like, I saw what it was you were doing, but it's one of those things like you had never experienced before. And so like trying to reenact that, it's kind of like getting out on the stage for the first time. Yeah. Were you, you know, were you thinking like, okay, I saw him do this. You thought you were, did you think you were doing it, but it just didn't feel the same? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. That's like, cause yeah, you don't know what it's stuff. supposed to feel like. Right. <laughs> so it's tough. So you're like, well, oh, this is nerve wracking and I don't know what the outcome is going to be like, but I know at the end of the day, I don't want the outcome to be me fucking slipping and falling to my oh, death. And me neither. That's <laughs> like, that wasn't going to happen today. Right. By any means, but, yeah. But I think that's the other thing too is like the trust component to it of like I know that you were scouting the right paths. Right. Just having like, you know, going through <laughs> those situations all day and so like I think that's the thing is like you have to you do ultimately at the end of the day you have to do you that's another thing is like you have to be careful about the people you trust too. Yeah, for sure. Because well, and you, like even on that you would have got scraped up pretty good but you, you would have came to a yeah. hole about 30 feet down. 100%. <laughs> it wouldn't have it been was, that bad. It was like 30, 30 I'd say 35 mm-hmm. degrees. It's steep. But, yeah, service, like moving moving in certain ways mm-hmm. gives you confidence. Yeah. And, like, it's funny, like, because you'll power, because Garfield wasn't as technical, you know? Right. And you'll stand up tall and power hike and, and uh, get after it, and you notice you're making progress up the mountain and all that stuff. And the second that you start getting into that crouch, I was showing you how your center of gravity changes. Yeah. And you get down to your butt, and all the weight comes off your feet, goes to your butt. Yep. And your butt doesn't have rubber soles on it. Yep. <laughs> and your shoes do, you know? Yeah. So it's just crazy how how counterintuitive uh, your mind is when you're doing something physical. Totally. So having people who've done it coach you up. Like, my wife did a lot of, like, very similar interactions to what we had with snowboarding because... I met her when I was decent and she was really good. Mm-hmm. So she would coach me through how to get through shoots and, but you gotta, you take that deep breath. I mean, you, dude, for like a 10 yard period, uh, distance, your, your heart rate was higher than it was during any of these climbs today, which were hard. hundred percent. You were gassed out mentally, physically. Dude. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I've never, you, you were walking, scouting the ridge and I'm like, shaking up i'm just standing there like oh my god what the, <laughs> what the fuck just happened to me oh when i went over there yeah. <laughs> it was insane 
Like, yeah, I think one thing that can help. That looks like a face that creeps me out. Oh, you see the tall one to the right, yeah. two eyes and then mouth. Oh. Yeah, see, <laughs> creepy rocks. It's like a primate, like yeah, a it looks like a big gorilla face. Yeah. That's really creepy. Um, one thing that will help you. I have a wife that I love a lot and two kids that I would do anything for. I'm not trying to risk anything. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So, I mean, maybe that'll help a little bit with like. So I'm not doing anything crazy. Yeah, my wife would have probably just. Lauren would have just shot across that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is like, again, it comes back to the trust factor, confidence. And even like when you're in those hard moments, like, yeah, you have to believe in yourself. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like I, I could have went the other direction and been like, oh, fuck, no, I can't do this. Right. Like, and that would have been a really bad situation because there was no like real way to kind of either go back up or. Yeah. I've had people freeze up on me. Yeah. And, like, typically it's encourage my friend Rebecca. We were at Angel's Landing, and she's awesome. Like, she really wanted to do this hike, and she just locked up. And so, like, 15 minutes, that's about the max I'll give people. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not an expert on this stuff. I mean, I've guided a bunch of people up big mountains and stuff, but nothing nothing really technical, more, like, physical yeah. fitness efforts, you know. But you start with the encouragement and, like, mm -hmm. legitimate coaching. You know, where do you put your feet? Give them some cues. Keep their head out of their – keep them out of their own heads. Yep. Um, do that for a while. Uh, then Not tough love, but, like, more aggressive. Like, come on, you got – come on, let's go. Let's go. You got this. Yeah. Like, suck up. Like, that kind of stuff. And then you go back to – and then after that, you usually just go to, like, silence. Just step back. Let them figure it out. Yep. And if those three things don't work – um, give him a few more minutes and he's like, all right, yeah. go do something else. It's not a big deal. Yep. Cause you got to push your, you got to push what feels like a limit to you. Right. So that you want to come back and try to figure it out. Exactly. And that's the hardest part. And I think like kind of just like circling back for listeners, like the biggest thing is like, and we kind of talked about this earlier in the day, like you have to surround yourself with people that are going to push you. Push you. But you also have to be one of those people that's going to push them as well. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of, because again, like we were kind of starting to dive into that a little bit earlier is like everyone has different strengths. Yep. And so surround yourself with people that do have different strengths and they're really fucking good at what they do. And yeah, yeah I think that's one thing that I've learned like going throughout life, especially yeah. in the past couple of years. It's like having those people around you because then you grow as a community. Yeah. Really a team. Like, you know, and you gotta be willing to change up your, your, your friend circle. Yeah. Like, there's energy suckers, and I don't know. Time is way, way too precious for me at this time in my life. I'm 100%. not really wasting it on, on uh, negative people or people who don't want to. Yeah. Like, I mean, just being completely honest, like, people who won't get out of their comfort zone for things that are legitimately not life-threatening. Yep. Like, I can't really hang out with people like that. Yeah. And that's the thing. <laughs> I can be friends with them. Yeah. But I'm not going to spend, like, quality time with those people. Right. You know? And that's the thing, like, okay, so, like, that's a that's a nice topic to dive in on, too, like, letting go. Yeah. Right? Like, of, of past friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, it's so hard for us because it's, again, like, if you talk about comfortable, and I'm so on this right now, like, just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable on yeah. a regular basis because your mindset will just change so much. Like, you know, one way you can do it, you can sleep on um, a really thin mattress pad on <laughs> nothing but, but rocks. <laughs> like, uh, you're going to be so comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, right? man. 
It's like I told you, like, <laughs> Mar- so yeah, Marie, my wife, and when we were coming out, like, before coming out here, she's like, yeah, like, what is the one thing that you're most excited about? And I was like, honestly, like, having nothing and just being dirty for four days. It's a good feeling. It is a great feeling. Because if you never get, if you never dirtbagged it in your life, <laughs> I've done a lot of this. I lived in a van, people, before Instagram was even a thing. That's a whole other story. But uh, we, we should shoot off on but that. But if you never, later. if you never do this, you, when you get then being clean doesn't feel as clean. And if you if you never physically hurt and, and push yourself, then yeah. being rested never feels rested. Yeah. One of the best. Uh, is that the moon? Oh, I felt like there's light from behind. Um, no, one of the best quotes I ever heard about laziness was that all laziness is is relaxing before you relax. Yeah. It's like I just need to really, really kick my feet up and like when I come home actually I'd be interested in what your wife says so when I go home if I go to the couch and put my because we have these little we have this little recliner that's like automatic and I feel like such a lazy turd because I'm like I'm so freaking lazy I have to push a button that makes my feet go up but if I do that my wife knows that I'm done because she knows she knows how hard I go right if if, uh, if she had a different reaction if she thought that I was like worthless you could you know you if you're married long enough you can see like all the disgust in someone's face yeah. if you do certain things if if i saw that in her face i would probably right yeah. back down hop up go do something but she knows 98 percent of the time like when i do that it's because i need to take a, a deep breath yeah but i think that's just the juxtaposition of of hard efforts to uh the opposite yeah i mean it's you huge. It's it's like practice, right? Like you continue to push yourself harder and harder and harder, and like yeah, like you. There's definitely times like, and we were kind of talking about this in the car on the way out here. Is like you're you're gonna have down times, and it's okay. Like you should be okay with that. Like yeah. you have to recognize those times, and you just have to let the people around you know, like, hey, I'm experiencing this, and I think this communication is a huge thing. And but anyways, like you have to you have to keep pushing yourself, and like. Life is never going to get easier. It doesn't matter what you do. Like, you know, if you if you think about the way that we live today versus a thousand years ago, like, it's fucking great. Like, we all live like royalty now. Especially in our country. Yeah. There's a stat or a number, like, our poverty level is 30 times higher than most of the poverty levels in third world countries. Yeah. You can't even comprehend you can't, that. can't fathom that. It's ridiculous. That's why people definitely need to travel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this the, the silence is like, it almost hurts your ears. It does. Awkward silence. Wow. So amazing, though. No. There's no... I love silence. I love, I love silence. Me too, man. I love watching people squirm, dude. So, yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> I mean, let's dive into that, because we were talking about that before we even got onto this podcast. Like, yeah. Around, how important silence is and we don't oh, get enough of yeah. it. We were talking about that for sure. Um, well, I don't know if you can get any quieter than this in North America, maybe up in maybe Northern Canada and some, somewhere, but you still have plain um, noise pollution. But um, we're not going to experience it tonight because no, there's I mean, no pines flying get, through here. You can't get quieter than this. It's crazy. No, I think people are afraid of their own thoughts because yeah 
if you have a habit of being negative with yourself, then that's those are the thoughts you're hearing. So yep. you fill it up with <clears throat> TV shows and podcasts and music and all those things. And all those things are fine. It's not like I don't listen to those things, but I do. I do like hearing what I tell myself when I'm really hurting physically. Yeah. To see what kind of resolve I have. Um, you know, we're at Manic all the time, like the gym, and it's blaring music and it's cool. I was telling you, I was like, dude, I would love to do a week without any music just yeah. to see if people would dig deeper because of themselves or yeah. crumble because of. It's a distraction. Yeah. I think, yeah, like the more you live in silence, like, I don't know, like, so I was living in Cherry Creek. Like this is probably two years ago and I, I always used to like work out and run with headphones and I was like, I'm enough of this. Like, cause I felt like I wasn't focusing on my breathing. Like I wasn't focusing on getting better. And I think you were kind of starting to allude to that is like, you have to, <clears throat> you have to confront yourself and you have to figure out like, <coughs> I'm struggling with this and what is the pathway to overcome it? Yeah. It's the hardest thing to do. And a lot of people, like you say, they, they just, they struggle with their thoughts. And I think, you know, probably some of you that are listening to this, like you're going through the same thing. And so it's, it's easy to overcome. Like you, you just have to face it, you know, like you have to, you have to confront it because the more and more that you push it out. And I, I I see people like this and, and my wife's mom is a perfect example of like, she's pushed things away for so long and shut people out that she's alone now. Like, and she's, she doesn't really talk to anybody because she's so, she hasn't addressed something early in life that happened to her. And that's scary, right? Like the more you push it down, the harder it gets to deal with. No, I mean, I kind of have two takes on that one. If you have kids, I have kids. Like I want to teach them to be in and of themselves enough. Like they don't need any external forces Mm -hmm. to help them get past things. They don't need, anything else than what they were given from the love from their parents and the knowledge from their schooling and the experiences from their life and all that stuff. So thinking that you need to hear a certain song to get through a workout or, you know, whatever, whatever distraction or escapism that you might use. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, um, I've, I've worked with my one-on-one sessions in my career is getting close to 40,000 one-on-one sessions. It's insane. So you, observe people a lot mm-hmm. and you see what what they can do and what if what affects them and, and that's not even counting team sports coaching it's not counting manic and group training it's not counting online coaching this is just me with one other person getting after it yeah <clears throat> and it's a unique situation because i'm clear-headed i'm putting them in a space that is not comfortable um and you see what people can do and mm-hmm. I oftentimes do it in places where they have zero access to external technology. Um, sometimes it's just it's just a hill. It's just a yeah. rock and a stick, a heavy rock and a long stick to jump over. Like, we go there. And uh, I don't know. I think people really build confidence when they don't have external things messing with them. I'm working with a lot of a couple young kids right now. Yeah. <clears throat> a really good high school football player, really good high, high school hockey player. And uh, – uh, one's a boy one's a girl and they both get after it but you can see like their eyes go in the back of the head every once in a while they have doubt every once in a while yeah. 
But, man, at 15, 16 years old, you can work that doubt out of their, their minds as a coach. Right. They have a different respect for me than they do for their parents. Yeah. Like every, every parent understands that concept. And uh, you build some really good foundations in people. And I would love to see that in adults, like, honestly, just more often. Like, how do, you, how do you think people overcome that then, like, as you get older? Like adults saying, that are, like, set in their ways, yeah. kind of. Uh, you got to, what you just did today. Yeah, you gotta get way out of your comfort zone with somebody you trust, yeah. and complete the thing, like do the thing. Yeah, and it's um, it, it's not easy. And I think that's the thing is like self doubt is always gonna persist throughout life. Like, but it's building up the courage to overcome it yeah. in situations. Learning new things. Like, I, I, I took up hunting last year, archery. Um, I don't care. You know, there's things that I'm not interested in that I'll never do. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go ballroom dance. I'm just not interested. Right. I could do it if I wanted. Right. <laughs> but I'll do things that I'm, <laughs> I'll do things that I'm interested in that yeah. I know I'll suck at. Right. Um, I mean, and there's tons, there's tons of research that says, like, you can increase your neuroplasticity by, by adding new experiences learning new things yeah try to learn a new language you don't have to be great at it but you have to try to learn it that that right. helps helps your nervous system and your brain um trying different sports i mean i have a list of things that i'd, I'd love to to learn still like we're yeah. about to move into a new house and it's got chicken coops we're going to raise chickens oh, yeah they dude. used to have, oh we found out today they have they used to have llamas really why do people have llamas uh fur that's yeah. it i think that's the biggest thing um other than that like they're a cool animal, dude. They're cool. They'll spit right in your face. <laughs> yeah. in. Okay, so I have a story about this, actually. Really? Yeah, so when I was a kid, I grew up on a farm in, in Spencer, New York. And when we would buy feed, we, this was probably like, you know, we had, we had cows, we had chickens, we had pigs. We had turkeys at one point. That was super cool. That was so cool. What? what wild turkeys? No, like domestic turkeys they were white white turkeys yeah white turkeys i've never seen that yeah i don't honestly i gotta be honest i don't think i've ever seen a domestic turkey i've only seen wild turkeys yeah i used to hunt wild turkeys when i was a kid that was super cool shotgun shotgun yeah but i think that's the thing well, that's a whole nother topic i'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah we get into hunting that's yeah. Like yeah it's a whole nother thing um what were we talking about again though you were talking about uh feed llama. llamas yeah llama. Oh my god! So there was this one guy that we used to buy feed from Travis. And he was like right up the road. It was like maybe like two miles. Left. You might have had more. No, nah, dude, go for it. That's why I brought it. That's a formality. <laughs> that was not a real question. <laughs> I told you to help yourself. Um. So yeah, Travis, we used to buy feed from him for our cows. Uh, and beam me up, Scotty. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, we used to go there and. You know, I was a little kid. I was actually kind of shy as a kid. And we go into this feed place. You know, he. what was funny about it is kind of like sketchy, right? Like he had this feed place and it was, it was a barn. It was his barn, like where he had llamas. He had a camel. And he was, so it was three llamas, a camel, and then he had some rabbits in there as well. So it was kind of like a weird situation. Like I don't know why he would have Wait, those types of animals. Rabbits? Yeah, Roma? rabbits. So rabbits actually like were pretty big animals to raise in, in upstate New York. I don't know what it was about it. Um, I know, like, 
one of the kids I played soccer with growing up, like they ate the rabbits. So they I ate understand. the rabbits. Yeah, that's country thing. It is a hundred percent a country thing. You're not, you're not eating rabbits. Yeah, possum, squirrel. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're not eating any of those like rodent animals unless yeah. you're in the country. Hundred percent. You grew up kind of poor. Yeah. My grandpa used to. Continue your story. There's lots of stories. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many stories we can go into. So yeah. Anyways, we're getting feed one day. I'm like, Dad, oh, my God, this llama is so cool. Like, and I run over to it, and it just looks at me weird, and I'm like, like, what's what's wrong with it, Dad? It's kind of staring at me, and then all of a, all of a sudden, Did <laughs> it make it sound like that? No. <laughs> I was demonstrating for our Oh, my audience. gosh. They actually uh, it like a That would be thing. hilarious. No, they just spit, straight spit. Got in your face? Yeah, right in my face. And there's another story my dad will tell you. He thinks it's the most hilarious story. So, like, you know, we had a barn, and obviously with a barn, like, in cows, like, you have to clean out the shit. Like, you put hay down so that they sleep in it at night, and you have to clean it out on a regular basis. And so I had my rubber boots on, was in there, I was, like, hustling one day. Because I always, I always wanted to, like, compete. Like, I wanted to show off, like, you know, it was me and my brother doing these things. You and could I, get it done faster? Yeah, I was like, I can get it done faster. So I'm, like, cleaning it out, putting the wheelbarrow... I'm going fast, and poof, all of a sudden I just slip. Like I am no, you did covered in just wet cow shit. Oh my god, all over the place. How old were you? Oh my god, I had to been like twelve. Yeah. Did you get mad? Oh, dude, I was so did, mad. Did you cry? No, I didn't you, cry. You were mad. <laughs> yeah, I was mad. My dad is like cracking up. He's he is losing it. I cried when I was uh, seven, and the bird poops on my head. At the really? Beach. I was making in sand- Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I was making a sandcastle. And I felt something hit my head. I felt like water. <laughs> I was like, what is that? And I touched it, and I looked at my hand, and it was all white. And really? I just started crying. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, we got a star, dude. Right there. Uh, where? Oh, yeah. Six o'clock. Is that the star of the moon? Or nine o'clock. Um, That's a star. That is not a moon. <laughs> <laughs> so let me explain what a moon looks like. <laughs> <laughs> this sunset is lasting forever, though. It is, man. It's really cool. Yeah, if we can describe this sunset, well... I, I just, I don't know, like, sunsets out west are beautiful, but always you have the tangerine at the bottom. Yeah. Dark tangerine up into a light, like, whitish, then transition into blue. Like a layer of clouds in between the sky. Yeah. Every other Literally, day. like, layered. It's really cool. That's amazing. <clears throat> All right, what's the one physical thing? Um, or no, what are a couple physical things that you haven't done but you want to try? Surfing, surfing is yeah. one of them. Um, the other thing for me is like, like no joke. Like we, you said this as we were leaving the car, you hit <laughs> Scott had like, what, how how much do those sandbags weigh? Uh, between twenty five and fifty. Okay, like twenty five and fifty. Like, no joke. Like what thought was like, I just like think about like. I don't know, like, when I'm out here, I'm in my element. And so, like, just pushing yourself, like, in this element, like, I don't... I think about, like, an ultra, for example. Like, that doesn't, like... You were kind of just talking about this a second ago. Like, it's not really what... Like, I'm only going to go do the things that I want to go do. And so, like, for me, it's, like, I just like being out in this environment. Like, the silence, the quietness. And so, being able to come out in this environment and, like, really push yourself, like... I, I, I envisioned myself for a second actually taking one of those sandbags and carrying it out here. Like That would have been fun to watch. 
Yeah. <laughs> me struggle <laughs> on that hill. Me struggle the entire way, especially in that sketchy part right over there. Oh, we got plenty of we got plenty of options to do cool stuff. Yeah. What about you? You've done a lot. I don't know. I'm gonna run 100 miles this summer. Yeah. That'd be where cool. at? Uh, between Rocky Mountain and uh, Steamboat. Mm. Me and Charlie. Did I tell you about that? Mm-mm. Yeah, me and Charlie. I did see your guys post on Instagram. So kind of starting a project out there with What's the that? film crew. What was that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so my friend and really good videographer, Eric. Yeah. Him and his team are going to shoot it there. He was like, hey, if you have any stories, he's like, we, we want to do a bigger feature this summer. I was like, oh, I always got stories, man. Like, <laughs> if you want to do, like, the equipment he uses is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, I'd love to document some of these things we're doing. So he's going to document. He's doing background interviews and all that stuff, so. That's awesome. Um, yeah, dude, I, I've i never loved running at all until, I won't say I love running. I love being able to see more in wilderness yeah. at a faster pace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So instead of hiking, like today is a great example. Like we got out here, we're about four and a half miles from the car right now. Yeah. It feels like we're 20 miles from the car. It does. And uh, and you look back at the path, like you can see it right now, yeah. actually down in that canyon. Yeah, we like I could probably run back to the car right now, and well, it's dark, so that would slow me down. I don't know that you could run. But, but <laughs> that, I, not down this. It was nice out. Like I could run back to the car in yeah. I don't know 40 minutes. Hold it totally. But it's an hour and a half yeah. hike, so that's what I like about running. You yeah. get to see more because your fitness is at a higher level mm-hmm. in places that motorized things and loud things can't go. Yeah. So that's the appeal for me. And then I just like to see what my body can do. I, I knew I would, I wanted to do a hundred at some point and <clears throat> I did the hundred K a couple years ago and I knew it was going to be a while before I did anything. Cause me and Lauren kind of trade training summers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just had another surgery. So she's like, yeah, if you want to do it, go for it. So, so I'm not training like traditional. I'm not even training like I would train my clients. I'm mm-hmm. definitely doing way low mileage and, one long run a week, a couple of speed days, and then a lot of strength training. And yeah. It's just kind of a... Do you say you're experimenting with a different method then? Yeah. It's just kind of a hypothesis. I mean, I'm not. we're not going to be fast. The hypothesis is, can we cover the distance feeling pretty good and recover without any major injuries? Yeah. So that... If if what I'm... If how I'm training right now and Charlie's training right now allows us to, to do those things, then then I'll start implementing even more a lot of things I believe in. Yeah. But, yeah, recover fast. Like, we're just trying to cover the distance. 20, 24 to 30 hours is the goal. So yeah. we're not trying to go fast. That's good. What do you think? Okay, so like, I, think, I think there's a couple of things within that. So the, one of the first things that I thought of with that is, like, Iron Cowboy. And Only <laughs> person ever to ask me to pay him to be on my podcast. Dude. Guess what the answer was? No. <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, I didn't even know he was like uh, we had mutual friends and, and my buddy really, who's a really good writer. He he referred him. He's like he, he would be a good interview. I think. I was like, all right, cool. So I hit him up. He's like, yeah, if you pay me, so I'm not paying you. Yeah. Media. Like. Anyway, continue on. Yeah, no, that's what I was actually going to go into. Is like I think he did it for the money and like looking at how he actually. Oh really? Yeah, because I think you're going into that. Yeah, I think that's what he actually did it for. Is like because you look at like his recovery like realistically no human can do that and so he was like shooting up on b12 and oh he was using a bunch of yeah he was using a bunch of like you know he had doctors on staff and so 
also he had a family. And I think in the documentary, if you ever watched it, like he's starting to kind of allude to those things. And so like, that's the thing I was, I was going to kind of dive into that because my next question was going to be around like, what's next? Like we've pushed limits so far in a lot of areas. Like you start thinking about these ultras and like people that go and run the Appalachian trail. Like it's a six month hike. And I was asking you about this earlier, but like people run that. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you what should be next, but all right, yeah, let's dive into it. I mean, it that's I mean, what should be next is consistency, yeah, because even with clients now and myself, like I like doing the big, big, fun, exciting efforts, right? Like, you write down a goal, goal seems big, you get you do get a psychological boost from it, you get endorphins just from writing the goal down, mm-hmm. you get endorphins just from signing up for it, and most people have good intentions in their training, but they fall off really quick and then they still go do the thing and they end up hurting themselves or they, or they just end up not having a good experience. Mm-hmm. Many things happen, but the next thing that should be a goal for, for humans in general is we've been to the top of every mountain. Yeah. Some people are going to do things faster. That's fine. FKTs are going to be there Yeah. and, uh, all that stuff. But, but who can get up at four thirty every single day, go put it, an hour lift in mm-hmm. go take care of the kids go to work before you come home go for an hour run yeah eat healthy all day long mm-hmm. and do that for two years yeah who can do that yeah the, i mean yeah the percentage is way lower exactly you know what I'm saying? it is so that's the next thing is just consistent consistent living in this culture that's yeah really pretty cush right now so it's interesting that you talk about that too because like for me that's been the mindset going into like just being at manic and like training there like it's a 4 a.m workout and at first like just having to be able to go into work like you know i have i have to work in the office every day and so like i was fucking exhausted man there was days where i was actually going back to bed like no lie and you went back to the home and then went yeah, back to bed i was so fucking exhausted at first that's brutal yeah wow does that how the heck do you go work out at that intensity no, and go but to yeah. sleep any, like I can't do it anymore. Like yeah, I'm so wide awake. You should now. be way. Yeah, I'm it should so be amped up. But that's the thing. I think like what you're getting to is like once you build in that consistency, that's the key. Is like consistency and like you can really push limits by building that consistency. Versus like someone's like oh, I'm gonna go do an ultra. They do that ultra and then fall off. So I have a buddy who's who's an awesome dude. He's with Spartan now. He he's put on a race in uh, Nicaragua for years and years. We partnered on some races back in the day mm-hmm. and. Every time I get, to, he was in Austin for a while where you were where you were living, and uh, yeah. Every time I get together with him, he's got some new crazy idea, or me and him do some crazy adventures. <laughs> like we did fourteeners in the middle of the night. We've done that's sick crazy workouts in Austin. We've done just a bunch of fun stuff. So, um, at one one time, he's like, "Yeah, my goal is just to be." Oh, I can't remember. So I'm going to butcher this. It's either for a marathon or for fifty miles. Mm-hmm. It's to always be ready if i needed to to go that distance so i can't remember what distance was but so that made me always think okay what are the this is a fun exercise actually what are we'll say three to five things that you should always be able to do out the door and i'll start okay number one (laughs) (laughs) i should be able to go run run 20 miles Mm -hmm. like that's my thing like it doesn't have to be fast, yeah. But slow jog, whatever. I should always have the fitness to be able to run twenty miles. Okay. All right, you go. What's the context there, like? Just in Physically, general. What are your standards for yourself that mm. at, at, on any day 
Maybe you're not there yet. Like some of the stuff, I probably won't be there. Yeah. On any day, you should be able to do that. Should be able to. Yeah, I think. Oh man, I would agree with the first one that you said. Like, no matter what, like you should always be able to go out and do that. Twenty. Twenty, at least. And then, man, I always think about this, like, because. I mean, I do manic every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but then like, I think about like, shit, dude, I should just be going to yoga right afterwards. I think I should be able to do those back to back. Oh yeah. And I think, I don't know how to like quantitatively put this, but really like just being able to, exhaust yourself. Like, Again, coming coming circling back to the uncomfortable component of things, like I think you should be able to walk out the day every single day and feel uncomfortable in something. Yeah. Physically. Like physically feel uncomfortable, but also mentally. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I mean I've thought about this a lot, so I have quicker answers. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I am <laughs> thinking about it on the spot. I think uh, uh temple- you got a second star by the way. Three, all four. Day. No, there's like 20 now. Yeah. Look, I think the moon is behind uh, that rock. Because the clouds clear up. Do you see it? Do you think this is the moon there's back there? There's a giant penis rock right there. <laughs> <laughs> camp, dude. Let's not dive in. <laughs> it, I mean, but it, that's what it, it is. is. So, uh, I'll give you some more, Mike. Should be able to do 10 pull-ups. Mm. Straight, strict. Okay, so we're like actually talking like physical. Yes. Okay, 100 push-ups. You I've sh- never been able to do 100 straight. You should be able to, but it's hard. I was going to say 50 is tough, but I can do 50. Yeah. So Eric Call, this this kid that I went to elementary school with, dude, fucking beast football player, one of my good friends, because he was just, he had that beast mentality, and I was like, dude, I fucking love this kid. Like, every morning, he would always talk about, like, oh, yeah, I do 100 push-ups. And so I would try to compete with that. Like, I could never do it, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's doable. Well, so probably five years ago, we're doing, me and my buddies were doing the 100 days, 100 push-ups a day challenge. Uh-huh. And we were working out. It's, when we were working out, out a lot, I think it's probably the least fit I've been in my life right after my second kid was born. Uh-huh. Did you hear that? No. What did you hear? Oh, you turned your head. I just made up something. No. I. There's a light that I keep seeing out there. Well, I thought I heard like a bird over there by you. Anyway. No. Um. There's nothing out here. <laughs> No. I'm just going to let you know that right now. My ears are bleeding right now because it's, it's so quiet. No, so we did 100 push-ups a day, so I would do like sets of 10 and 20. Uh-huh. For for 30 days, that's tough, man. That's a if you're hard not doing feat, yeah. Even like 10, 10 times a day, it got tough, but I was getting some really like tight um, delts and, mm-hmm. and shoulders up here in, uh, after about 20 days. Yeah. So I, so I think if I did it again, I would back off. Yeah. I would do a big set. Every third day. Yeah. <coughs> That'd be a good goal. 100 push-ups, man. Yeah, it's a lot. But I think with, with what you were just pointing out, it was like the tightness like comes back to another thing that we were talking about. And like you kind of get in these points where you need relaxation and it's important for the body. Kind of like what we're doing right now. Just being out here like and yeah. resetting. I think the thing is, is like you were just starting to kind of dive into like what's next around consistency. Like, yeah, there has to be consistency also with what we're doing out here. There's a little bit of pushing. And so developing those routines, being consistent and 
getting out in an environment like this with somebody that you trust, I think that's the lesson here is like, you have to, you have to push yourself, but you have to do it in like little intervals. Yeah. You can't just be like a hundred percent. Like this is why diets and like people like fail all the time. It's like, they just dive into these things a hundred percent. Like you're not working yourself into that mentality because it is it's all mental at the end of the day like i know we're talking physical right now and like yeah. physical challenges but the biggest component of all of this is like with those physical challenges like there's the mental component to it always mm-hmm. it's always going to be there yeah did you think you're going to die today twice <laughs> 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 but honestly like I think it I was for a brief that. second I think I might have got some good videos. Yeah. <laughs> I, really I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. But that's the thing is like you were saying, you only live one life. You should really be in those moments because like dude, like when I when we were over there, I've never I don't know that I've ever actually felt like that after that moment of like, holy, really? yeah, like I was so shaken. Oh, we got to get you out, boy. <laughs> That's just scratching the surface right there. Like I'm wearing clown shoes out here. <laughs> <laughs> clown shoes. Those hocus, man. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's just, there's something about it. And like, it, and, and it, I think all of this just ties back together. Like surrounding yourself with the right people. And it's easy it's easy to surround yourself with people that aren't going to push you because it allows you to just lay back and be complacent. And oh, this is a good. This is a good. Point. So, what do you think? Do you think people don't like to put the effort in to hold someone else accountable because they don't like being held accountable themselves? Yes. Or do you think people don't like being held accountable so they don't like to hold others accountable? I think it's the first one. And that's why I said it yes immediately because, like, we don't like to take accountability for actions. See the light now? Oh, that's like, I bet that's in Moab. Yeah? I bet that's 100 miles away. That's insane. But, no, it can't be because the eye can only see. No, that's incorrect. You th- really? Yeah, t- what, okay. what, what can I, I want to hear what you think. <laughs> I, I heard 50 miles. You can see Pikes Peak from 100 miles away. Fair. Fair enough. Okay. When I moved to Colorado, this is, I've heard people say that like 10 times. <laughs> Fuck, dude. There's, there's something about the curvature of the earth. Yeah. If you're in a flat place where uh-huh. the the distance that you can see uh-huh. is only X, X or Y, whatever it is. Yeah. Before the curvature. That's insane. But, I mean, think about Pikes Peak. You can see that from... Yeah, you're right. Ever. You're right. <laughs> All right, we got off topic there. No, no. So the accountability thing. So the 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 thing that drives me crazy. All right, this is back to fitness and like goal mm-hmm. setting and and holding people accountable. Yeah. <clears throat> How many times in your life have you gone with a buddy, both got fired up? Yeah, man. I'll help you. You help me. Let's get in good shape. Blah, blah, blah. And then you start for a week, and then like after three days, you don't hear from that person. Yeah. And your energy suffers because the person that was getting you fired up mm-hmm. dropped off. So then now you're starting from square one, maybe even worse than square one because you've lost your, your dude. That's happened for you before, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. So this is the thing. And like, 
Oh, that's a good sound. <laughs> Might as well. So as and Marie and I talk about this all the time because this is one of the big struggle points for me is and I and I think within the past two years really like it was about <laughs> realizing just that fact alone is like I'm not taking accountability for my own actions. I'm trying to put the blame on others. Like exactly with the scenario that you're explaining is like oh my buddy dropped off like it's okay for me to drop off because like like he's not doing it it's okay for me to not do it but that's the thing and i think honestly with everything that we've been talking about it actually does come back to accountability and thinking about this self-doubt issue around like oh i can't accomplish this it's because, like, we don't take accountability for our actions. Like, no. Huh? No, I agree. It, it, it's just crazy. Like, I just have so many examples. Like, if, you, if you're going to go meet somebody for a workout at, like, a local gym. Yeah. And you say, okay, let's meet at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. work. Or, and, and your friend cancels or, do, or no-shows you. I've had, this, I've, had, I've had everything happen to me. 100%. No-shows you. So my early 20s, that affects my energy. Yeah. So I'm going back to sleep or I'm going to work or I'm just not going to put the same effort in the workout. Yeah, because it's easy, right? Yeah, but as I as I learned what was going on in my early 30s, probably, uh, I never let anybody else's energy affect me. Yeah. Because if you let someone else who isn't disciplined affect your energy, then you're not going to be disciplined and it's not worth it. Right. But Which is the everybody goes through that, though. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Everybody that's listening right now, we all experience it. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I think just talking about podcasts in general and like people that are listening, like we all experience these things. Like I know we've talked on so many topics here and like dove into so many different things, but it's like, don't ever think that someone that's talking. And I hate to say this, but at a higher level, like, don't think that they've not struggled because like we've all struggled with these things. Like we've all struggled with not taking accountability for our actions. Like I still struggle with this today. Like, and Marie and I talk about this all the time. Like my wife, like, and she's very good about like being like, I know what you're saying, (laughs) but you're an adult. (laughs) Like take accountability for your action. I think that's the one thing that I love about Marie the most is like, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Like when you find somebody that like pushes she's, you, she's straightforward enough to get you in your spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And I think like I don't know. Like before I ever met her, like I never had anybody like that in my life. Of like, she's real. Like she's like going to. She's going to be real, and it's allowed me like as a person to just grow more. And I think that's the thing. It's like just talking about relationships and like people that you surround yourself with kind of circling back to things that we've been talking about. You, you grow in those environments because those people are like being real with you. Like they're giving you feedback and that feedback allows you to say like, you know what? Like really I'm the problem at the end of the day. Like, it's my fault. Like, and you know, I'm, I'm going to take accountability for it because I took those actions and nobody else did. And it's easy for us to get in our head and say like, Oh, this other person made me do this. uh." Well, you know, the thing I find, the thing I find in, in general is 
I cannot find. I have my wife. Mm-hmm. I have a couple buddies on a really light level, like virtually. Mm-hmm. My buddies back east. It's really my wife, um, my buddy Charlie out here. Yeah. Who are holding to true account, like like really accountable. Yep. That's it. And uh, and Charlie's more of a physical the, for the physical aspects, and Lauren's more for the physical and the business aspects and the personal. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I told you on the way out here, I'm a coach's son. I want constructive criticism. I want somebody to call me out and like say, "Hey, you can do this better or yeah. differently." And uh, because I'm really good at holding people accountable, I do it for a living. Mm-hmm. And and it's really frustrating when like if me and you decided, okay, for the next month, I'm going to make sure that you do 100 push-ups a day. You yeah. make sure that I do 100 push-ups a day. Well, I can get up in the morning and do 100 every day mm-hmm. and call you. Say for the first five days I do 100 and I call you and you text me for the first three days. Yeah. And you did yours. And then the last two, I do mine and I text you, but you don't text me back. Yeah. Well, I know that you probably didn't do them, but if you refuse to engage with me for the rest of the month, then the whole relationship's been ruined. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And it's because you know that you fit. Uh, I'm using you, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using you. But uh, you know that you've, you've dropped off and you haven't met your own goal. Yeah. I don't necessarily care. Like if you would text me back and say, hey, man, I had a tough one, but I guess I still got 50 in. Yeah. That's better than, than going ghost on it, you know? 100%. Yeah, I like, just wish people would realize that they their intentions and what actually happens affect the people that they're trying to yep. they're trying to help at the end of the day. Yeah. Because I'm better off if if you're gonna change uh your goals based on what we agree on mm-hmm. four days down the road. Yeah. Then I'd rather just be on my own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But people don't realize how much they affect people. Right. And that's where you, I think honesty is the biggest thing. Yep. And it goes back to looking right back over at that spot right there. Like barely can see it. Barely can see it. Cause it's fucking dark out now. And I, <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of stars, but it's the same thing, man. Like just being in that moment, like we were being honest with each other. Like I let you know that I was like freaking the fuck out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like you got this dude like it's all about it's just all about your mindset right now and I don't know exactly how you worded it but it got me through the moment I got you and it built my confidence <laughs> I think you said trust the grip in your shoes <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> was it no I said your ass has zero rubber yeah. soles on them yeah exactly keep your feet on the ground yeah, yeah. what was the other one it was like Walk like you're actually walking downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're doing, man. I don't know. But dude. the thing is, it happens. You yeah. Get, you get into the headspace that just isn't going to serve you. Right. But it was very entertaining. Yeah. I had zero worries whatsoever. Zero. I know, and I could sense that. Like, I was just chilling. It's the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and, and then I think, yeah, you want people that are calm around you for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of examples. So, yeah, I, the, the best examples are Lauren yeah. snowboarding. But. I'll dive into another one, and this is kind of like my fucked up background around just like, I, I I hate to say this, but I was like a drug addict for a little while. And What? Yeah. Like. Really? Yeah, Molly. Molly and. Who's she? Tell me about her. I mean, Molly was, was a drug. <laughs> MDMA. Um, that kind of started it, and then. You gotta tell me. I have no. I've, okay. Uh, I'm the biggest chicken about stuff like this. Yeah. So, no so like, 
<laughs> I think. What age? College. College, like I lost all my shit. Like West Virginia, man. That West place Virginia. Is, that place yeah. is a bad place. It is. It's a party school. But I think it taught me a lot of lessons too. Like I've just like grown the fuck up. All right, so I want to hear about this. I don't even know what I was about to talk about because... You said Molly or something. Yeah, but what were you talking about before that? I was talking about staying calm and watching you. Yeah, okay, so this is why I was going to dive into this. Like, when you take a, <coughs> when you take a drug, especially like an intense drug like MDMA, Molly... Molly ecstasy, whatever you want to call it. Is that it. the same thing? Yeah, it's all the same thing. Like, well, there's different, a couple of different forms. There's like a press pill, which is mean? not good I'm because what's press pill? Press pill means like it's like a pill, like a Claritin or something like that. But okay. it's usually a mixture of MDMA. MDMA being like pure, and I'm forgetting like the chemical name of it. But there's also like a mix of it in a press pill. Okay. So you could be getting like some other shit, like. And this is so fucking horrible. You can be getting, like, meth or, like, some really? other shit in it. Yeah, it's Dude. fucking horrible. So, you could be getting something like that, or... And this is the first time that I'm ever talking about this, by the way. I've never talked about this with anybody uh, yeah. else. This doesn't just come up. Um, and so, there's that, or there's, like, pure MDMA, which is, like, they call, like, sassafras. So, like, sassafras being... It's a tree, and, like, there's actually a leaf that you would, like, press. Yeah. I could be wrong about all this, but like, this is just like what I've heard through the grapevine. <coughs> and so it's like, they call it the love drug, right? Because like it releases all of your serotonin. And so right. you're just so fucking happy on it. You're like, yeah, I'm so happy about life. And I think I was just at a very low point in my life. And the thing is, is again, kind of getting back to what you were talking about around, like just being like comfortable, like, if you're not comfortable in that environment, like, and you freak the fuck out, I've seen people freak the fuck out, like not on MDMA, but like more like on acid, which I've only done twice, but you can freak the fuck out. And again, I think it's, it comes back to that moment of like being able to grab your confidence because you could slip into a bad trip real quick with acid, for example, versus, saying i've got this i'm gonna be the confident one and you, and that's where you want like good people to surround you like it's so weird to compare these two things but yeah like being out here today and kind of reflecting back on those environments it's very similar of like when you're doing those intense drugs like you need people around you that are trustworthy and they're so it doesn't turn into a bad trip yeah yeah, like you need confidence going into it because it's altering your fucking mindset. Yeah. 100%. And that's what I was saying, like being out here, like it's kind of trippy. Like it's so silent. So I have a question because I haven't done any hard drugs. Ever. Yeah. <clears throat> so, especially in the desert, <clears throat> people tend to do a lot of drugs in the desert. <laughs> okay. Can we just mention the couple that we passed coming in here? They had to be on something. <laughs> We drove by, we were, we were driving to the trailhead and then we passed a campsite and this couple were sitting in like camp chairs and they're both head back to the sky. Arms hands, open. Hands out. Yeah, there's something <laughs> going on right there. That's definitely cultish. But why? Okay, so. All right. You see how beautiful it is out here? Yeah. What? Like, especially for psychedelics. Yeah. Why would you 
And there's people listening probably like, well, this is why. Duh. But uh, <laughs> This is why. But uh, I don't know. Why would you want to... Why would you want to distort something that's already pretty amazing? That's a deep question, and I don't know that I really have an answer to it because I think that the mindset that I was in at that time was like, I don't give a fuck about life, which is sad to say. So you're just trying stuff? I was just trying whatever it was because I was so cooped up for my entire life. Like, my parents were so limiting, especially my dad. My parents were both fucked up, but, like, my dad was the most sane of the both of them, and so, like, I always stuck with him, but, like, I w- it was so coop- cooped up. Like, it was like being in a chicken coop prison, like, and as soon as I got out of that, like I said, I, when I was growing up, I never felt like I was necessarily a part of my family, and so it was very weird. My dad will even say the same thing. He's like, oh, yeah, like, you're adopted kid blah 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 like yeah <laughs> you know different, yeah. different like and so for me it was exploring and it was like man i found these really cool people i thought they were really cool people at the time and they they really were but like also i don't think they ever wanted anything for themselves yeah. like reflecting back on it now and so like it actually kind of freaks me the fuck out that I even got into that situation in the first place because, like, that's not really who I am. Yeah. But I was exploring different things, and, like, I kind of fell into this dark scene for a while (coughs) of these people that were doing all these drugs. And, like, through that process, like, it's sad to say, but I found myself of, like, this is not me, but also, like, I know that I wasn't, any like I hadn't explored who I was as a person before that and so like getting into that like led to me just being my own person if that makes sense yeah so it wasn't about like just going and doing like oh like I'm gonna go do these drugs like because it's so cool like it it really wasn't cool like those people are not that fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) like at all like it's really fucking scary thinking back into those situations now like there was some times where like and i in this past year it's kind of like emotional for me to even think about because like thinking back to those situations like i didn't value life at all like i took from when to when 2009 to 2014 like i didn't I didn't value life at all. Like I kind of fell into this hole of like, I don't know who I am, but I wasn't thinking that time. Like in retrospect, like I wasn't even thinking about that. Like I was just going through these fucking, I don't know. It's probably common though, dude. Yeah, like, it was, like, thinking about that situation today, looking like, back. Like, because you, I mean, I've talked to you enough, your support system growing up was not ideal. No. Mm-mm. So, where are you supposed to get the the stability, you know? You're just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, uh, when you get older and you and you figure out, like, everybody comes from a different background, you give you give people a little leeway yeah. on, on their backgrounds. Yeah. Now, everybody should be able to eventually figure it out i think mm-hmm. i mean that's not being a hard ass but 
but how long it takes some some people to get to a good point yeah i mean it's different for everybody like you said like this all situational and wrapping all of this up like you may not know who to surround yourself with. Like, and I think about this, like I take the fucking train into the city every single day and I see people that are probably going through situations that I've actually been through in my life. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're going through today. You might not be the happiest. And I try to just be kind to everybody because like, got to, I've been through some shit and everyone goes through some shit. Like even people that are listening to this right now, like you've been through some shit and if we were just more kind through the process, like we don't all have the answers. Like, and it, again, it's like we talk about uh, throughout this entire session, we've talked about like just connecting with people that are like going to boost you up. And I think about this all the time because I've listened to podcasts myself and it's like, yeah, like surround yourself with better people. But Ultimately, like, if you grew up in an environment like that, it's like, where the fuck do you find those people? Yeah. You know? Because, yeah. like, if someone were to approach us today, you and me, yeah, like, that were coming from, like, a fucking trailer park, and they got abused as a child, and, like, they, they just had a fucking bad upcoming, like, yeah, what are we going to say to that person? No, I mean, there's two things. Like, is it, for them, is the baby steps to find people that are going to take care of you, or is it just, like, all in? And... Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I th- but... If someone's coming from such a dark place and they approach me, like, I'm always going to be nice to them. Hell yeah. And you are too, so. Yep. There's not a lot of judgment from that standpoint. Yep. There's a perfect example of this. Like, I was, this is three days ago, actually. I was on the train. This guy got on the train with his bike. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And, like, you know, there's this one part of the train you stand on and, like. He, it's, it's a bike area and he just rammed into the back of my leg with a bike and I'm like <laughs> I just turned around and I'm like are you okay? like in all seriousness I was like are you are you okay? like is everything alright? and he just looked at me like it's kind of a rough day you know and yeah. I just like thought about that I was like you saw it yeah like there's, there's so many people that are going through those moments and like if we were yeah, if we were all more receptive to, like, people's pain, and, and, and I see it all the fucking time of, like, people are having a bad day, and, like, people are, I mean, like... sometimes it's, yeah. like, a perfect storm, right? So you you get two people who are having a bad day, and then yeah. it turns into a shit storm, but for the most part, if you're, if you're, if you got your wits about you, and something's happening, like, you gotta have perspective, man. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom and sister and brother-in-law and nieces were out here for Christmas, and we went, we went out to, uh, excuse me. <laughs> we went to uh, Evergreen to uh-huh. a little restaurant out there we're just getting like burger and fries nothing nothing crazy the waitress was angry at the world dude really yeah like what do you want really oh, okay fine my wife Lauren who's the sweetest person in the world she's like oh my gosh should we just leave she's so mean there's a tiny bit left in there and, uh, and uh, I was like yeah she's actually pretty mean but uh how about we just imagine that her best friend just passed away or because mm-hmm. there's no way in God's green earth that someone will go up to a stranger they've never met and be that angry. Yeah. Like if you, if you've never met somebody in your life and you're that angry to somebody, there's gotta be something wrong. Right? Something. Yeah. 
And it could be mental illness on a different level, but it could be just you're having the time, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that's the thing, though, is like, yeah, mental illness is a thing, but it's because of moments like that and people not being accepting of them. Yeah, for sure. We can all get, we can all be better. Always. Okay. All right, so we'll end this thing. We'll end it. I want to listen to the nothingness and actually probably eat some I, food. I agree. <laughs> I'm getting hungry now. I made the best purchase ever. The best candy known to man is peanut m <laughs> What's better? Uh, I kind of wish I said that beef jerky for now. <laughs> Not Did you lie. house that stuff? <laughs> oh, it's so good. What's the best the, candy, though? Uh, for me, Twizzlers. Oh. Or a Reese's. Yeah. Which yeah. I should have got. Solid. I just know myself. <laughs> but I brought so much food. And this when you go thing, burn like, like 800,000 calories in a day, you're just yeah. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Three people will take turns. Yep. Um, let's say something nice about three people, three actual people. You can Kay. use their names. Uh, we got to go wives and then two other people in our lives. And we'll just end it with that. I love it. Um, so we're starting with wives? Yeah, that's a good, good place to start. Okay, Marie, um, my wife, she is... I'm looking at this cock rock right now. <laughs> <laughs> And it's she, so big. It's so big. Like, it literally looks like a penis with two balls, and one ball is, like, just it's lopsided right off to the I'm right. Even, yeah. He's not joking, guys. No joke. Like, it literally looks like a pe- big penis. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> she is my rock. I mean, I don't, like, and that's the thing. Like, when Marie and I met, like, Mar- so Marie is older than me, and... Like, I've never really believed in age as anything but a number. And so I think this thing is, like, we just connect on so many different levels. And I'm just so appreciative that she always pushes me in so many different ways. And it's just hard to talk about because she she just makes me happy every single day. And, like, there's struggles with every relationship. Like, it's never easy because you also have to devote time. Like it is it. And people will say this is a job. I don't think it is a job, but like you have to invest time. Like it's like when you first meet and you and I were talking about this in the car today, it's like around serotonin levels. Marie was saying this to me last night, like after so many months, like it just drops. And so you have to do everything that you can to like keep those alive. And I think honestly, like I could be doing a better job at that. Like talking back to accountability, like, you just have to do those things. Yeah. And so find that rock, cock rock, <laughs> and just go with it. Nah, yeah. Me and Lauren, we have a philosophy about the serotonin levels. You're talking about like being able to bring new things to the relationship so that it mm-hmm. doesn't get stagnant. And uh, like what we're doing right now, yeah. this is built into our marriage and our 100%. relationship. Yeah. And the reason that we got along so well in the beginning is because we both had different experiences and you bring them and you're excited about it and you talk about it. But what I think what a lot of couples do is they never leave each other's side and they do the same things together. If you're doing everything together, yeah, then you don't have any new experiences to bring to the table. Yep. So, and to each his own, like if you figure it out in a different way, of course I don't, I don't care. Yeah. But for us, like I'm out here, I'll be able to talk to her about this one right. night for a week. Yeah. You know, it's so amazing. So, I mean, to give her a shout out, in the last week, she's told me a couple of times she really wanted to be able to contribute to what we're doing. 
you know, professionally yeah. and as partners and parents and all stuff. And I would just say that she's always done that. So yeah. she doesn't have to worry about it. And yeah. I, I just love that about her, that she actually thinks that she needs to contribute more. She's does everything. She's yeah. awesome. That's amazing. I mean, it's with any relationship, like, when you get people that, like, I hate to, I hate to even throw this out there, but like Marie loves The Bachelor, and so I watched, Ooh. I watched The Bachelor with her this past Yeah, season. I went through that out there. You sure about this? Yeah, I'm sure. About <laughs> it. Because she's right. Like, you know, they got to the end of the season, and like the guy was like, "Oh, I chose this girl." He wasn't serious about it. Like, she's he, a hoe, right? Yeah, he wanted the other girl. He's a player. I, <laughs> I don't know if he was a player. Like, he just <laughs> wanted the other girl, and like. She left because she had these standards and ultimately like, you know, they were going through this conversation and like the host of the show, like when ended up going to talk to her and like, was like, Hey, like, Oh, you know, like this is kind of the situation. Um, and she was like, is he okay? And Marie's like, that's real love. Like, cause she cared about him the most. Like yeah. she cared about how he was feeling. And I think that's exactly what you were just talking about is like, there has to be a feeling of like care and like concern about the other person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Wives are easy. Wives are really easy. All right. So here's, I'm going to give you a caveat. Yeah. Uh, no other family members. It's got to be like people out in the world. Yeah. Um, I think the second person in my life is Jeff Bergazzoli. hundred percent. Like this kid, Bergazzoli. That sounds like a really good uh, sandwich. Bergazzoli. Is very Italian, but not a sandwich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this kid, I, you know, we, we hated each other at first. Like, we did not like each other. And this is in college at West Virginia University. And he fucking hated me. I fucking hated him. I thought he was the worst person in the world. But we actually be, ended up becoming best friends, like, business partners throughout college that's how guys are yeah dude like we fucking hated each other and like 90 percent of my childhood friends best friends were the kids that got in a fight with me isn't that crazy <laughs> and they were like tight yeah because we're idiots yeah you like fucking yeah you duke it out right like mm-hmm. there's something about that so yeah like to this day and it's kind of sad to me because actually actually in the past five weeks like we haven't really talked to each other much like he took on a new job in the city he's working for columbia university and we just really haven't talked a lot but like the new york yeah new york city um he's just like living on the outskirts of it but dude like that kid like he's so passionate about everything that he does and i think that was the the first person that i really connected with in life and like we helped each other out so much just around like doing actions like it didn't matter like it was whatever it was like you know we ran a spring break trip down to miami and there was 48 people that went on the trip like yeah like we just ran the trip down there and like everything went smoothly except for coming back like the bus broke down no shit (laughs) we got into west virginia and like we're an hour out of morgantown and like the bus broke down but those roads are so fun yeah I had people calling me for, like, moms calling me for, like, two months after that. <laughs> like, uh, we need a refund. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just things like that is, like, puts it into perspective. And, like, we just spent, 
like him and I, like we went through so much shit together. Like we were basically homeless. Like we didn't really have much, but we worked through so much together. Like, and I'm just super thankful for our relationship. He's so tight day. with him. Yeah, so tight. Like, where's he at? He's in. He's like. He's in Jersey, technically. Ooh. He's basically like an NYC, though. Okay. Um, but yeah, dude, like I love that kid to death. Like, I would do anything for him. Um, we just connected on such a deep level. Like, even though we hated each other at first, like <laughs> we fucking That's how guys are, though. yeah, like we fucking, you know, and like he just hustles, man. Like he, he constantly is like thinking through like ideas and like putting them into action and i just fucking love people like that like he was actually like one of the first people that i was like damn dude like i love your energy and i think that's why we hated each other at first is because like we both had like a similar energy so yeah, yeah he's like shout out to jeff bergazoli <laughs> sandwich <clears throat> so my dad before he passed away uh which never gets easier, by the way. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I'm noticing that with, like, Marie's, uh, Marie's uh, grandma passing, it doesn't get easier. It just gets harder. Grandparents are supposed to die. Parents. Yeah. Parents is different. It's got to be much harder. It's freaking crazy. Anyway. Um, like, family members, that's easy. But I would say I have... my Oh, so my dad, <clears throat> my dad always said, if you... If you die with one real true friend, then you are lucky. Mm-hmm. And I would say, generally speaking, that's probably true. Yeah. I don't know what I did right or wrong, but I have probably ten friends that would. If I if I sent a text out right now, said, "Hey, I need you at my house," I bet I have ten or fifteen people like that. I'd be there around the country. Would be there. I'd be there. I knew you would. And I, I don't know what the hell I did right with that stuff. <laughs> Dude, I'm you. Such, I'm a pain in the ass, but I don't know. You're not happens. a pain in the ass. I think the thing is, like, you, you genuinely care about people, and you just have a, it's your sense of humor. I think that you are the most cautious about, but you shouldn't be. Like, that's just that's just you, and <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just the truth. Like, you know, like you you genuinely care about people, and it's like we were talking about going down into Summit County this morning, like you have to create community. Yeah, for sure. And you grew up in a good family and that was communal. So like you understand that. Yeah. My dad was the best at that. Like just building people up and keeping yeah. people close. But yeah, so I know a lot of, so a lot of people would be there. I'm not acting like any of these people are listening, but I, would say, <laughs> I, would say, I hope they are. <laughs> this is a, wait. All right. So can we just chime in now? This is a long ass podcast. By it's the okay. way, I like, like we haven't done, I haven't done a lot of these. So it's cool. It's good. Um, I hope I hope everybody that's listening is like we'll go we'll go recency bias. So Charlie Charlie Pappas yeah he decided he's like I want to do something different this summer. I was like we run <laughs> we run a hundred miles with me. <laughs> he's like let me ask Sarah. Uh, yeah, the training's going to be a little different, but yes, I will. So the fact that he will do that yeah, and he's he's gone through some. A lot of family death recently. His really? And his grandpa, grandpa and man, that's um, too bad. And, but he's the whole way. He's been teaching me how to hunt. I've been yeah trying to help him with training stuff, and we've just been like really tight with that stuff. So, 
and I was telling you, as I get older, like my, my peers are getting younger because, yeah. uh, or no, my friends are getting younger because my peers are getting lamer. Yeah. So, um, I hear it. I he's mean, he's just a freaking, he's an animal. He's got a big heart. Yeah. He's helped out in a lot I of love, ways. I love his hashtag for those who can't. That's what the whole run's about. Dude. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be sweet. You should it's, come out and run like 50 with us. I would. Don't be, don't 100%. be scared. I'm ready, dude. July 17th. I will do it. You're going to, you're going to run 50 with us? I'll do it. Dude. I don't care. Honestly, like fifty, I might be lagging in some areas. I don't, but yeah, I'm holding you to this shit, dude. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't care. Like then, that's the thing. Like I just, I don't care anymore. Like I'm willing to commit to things that are so going to you know be challenging. Going? So the first twenty, nobody's allowed to be with us. The last twenty, nobody's allowed to be with us. Okay. So the middle sixty, which is a hundred k, basically, uh-huh. people can run. And the reason we did that is because. Like when you do when you I do like big it. events like this, people are like, "Oh, I want to." Yeah. They like to be at the end. Yeah. They, they get the it's like fun a part. On. Yeah, yeah. So me and Charlie are like, no, fuck that. We want to be. We want to be. Hurting at the end. Yeah. And like, just have each other lean on. I love it. So for those who can't, I'm in. So for Charlie's those who there. Can. Charlie. All right. So we love you, you got one more, and I got one more. I have to pee so bad. I'm not gonna lie. That's okay. Can I do that real quick? Nope. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Cock rock. <laughs> That's all I see, and I'm like, I gotta pee. It's 200 feet above us. It's like, amazing. It's insane. Um, <laughs> shit. The last light? person. Okay, so the last person that I'm gonna point out, and this person is not directly in my life, but Jay Shetty. Like, oh, the podcast dude. Yeah, podcast dude. Like, he really has just changed my mindset around. I think we were talking about this earlier, fear. Like, it's all about self-doubt. And I think this is the main message that he drives home is, like, just not allowing that to affect you. Dude, I got a piece of it. <laughs> You'll be okay. Go. You got this. You got, <laughs> you got this. You're good. Um, just mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, not having fear in life. Like... I've had so many self-doubts and I think Marie and I've worked through this, like just going circling back to Marie as my first one person. Like you can't have self-doubt. Like you have to eliminate self-doubt. Self-doubt will hinder your progress throughout life. And so like eliminating that, like, and you and I talk about this in the car today, like I'm kind of stuck right now. And like, I, I got to get out of this situation. And the only way to get the fuck out of that is <laughs> like, just take action. Yeah. Like stop fucking hesitating this Just be, do it. This, this will be figured out by the time this trip's over. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like Monday, like Absolutely. I already start know. I, I already know some actions that I'm going to start taking. So. All right, last one. Tons of people I could pick. This dude, uh, Ben Wellneck, he's in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Mountain Bike Radio. He's coming out for this version of Zion. Mm. And uh, the reason I love this dude is because we literally won't talk for like a month. Mm-hmm. We'll get on the phone for five minutes. <laughs> and then I'll be like, all right, we'll have something to say and we'll, we'll get into something deep. Isn't that great though? And then he'll be like, all right, I gotta go. I was like, all right, peace. <laughs> I love that hey, we shit We both though. hang up the phone in 10 seconds Yeah. and I won't talk to him for another month. I love that. At the, at the same time, we're both working on very similar things. And yeah. Just, uh, I love that though, because it's about like, you, you kind of said this as we were coming up here, like time is precious. Like 
just crazy, man. fucking do it. Like I, the person that I think actually backed you around this is Scott Lease. He was actually my first boss out of college, and like, dude, what the fuck are you doing to do yeah. it? To do it, like, just go do it and stop making excuses. Nope, that's awesome. Sell a lollipop to the cashier at the grocery store is what he used to say. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Tell her it's the best fucking lollipop in the world. <laughs> Make awesome. her buy it. All right, man. I think uh, I have no idea what this is going to sound like, but I don't either. We got to dive into a bunch of stuff. It's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of different topics in here. If you're listening, we'd love a comment. Totally love a comment. Turn the phone off. Yep. We're going to enjoy uh, some silence now. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out.